Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put to trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Thanks for listening to the Get Happy with Jay podcast. Be sure and subscribe so you can be alerted to every new upload. It would be awesome if you rate and review the podcast. Now on to the show. This episode comes with a bit of a warning. We're dealing with very adult subject matter that may not be appropriate for the young ones. It's sure to be educational and thought-provoking, however... This should not be their introduction to sex ed. We're going to have a discussion about black women and sexuality. Social media has been dominated the past two weeks with the viral clip of soul artist Jill Scott simulating oral sex on a microphone during a concert performance. The chatter that resulted from the clip really got me thinking about black women and how we're perceived as sexual beings. This isn't an easy thing to talk about because the history of the hypersexualization of the black female body has deep Deep roots in both racism and sexism in this country. From the time our female ancestors were captured, brought here via the Middle Passage, enduring slavery, up through the Civil Rights Movement, and to this very day, negative imagery and stereotypes have plagued our community. When you also factor in the rape culture in this country that's so prevalent, that's definitely a bad mix. Rape has been a weapon used against us by men of all races, sadly including our own. As feminist ideology is making a comeback of sorts, it's a good time to examine where we as black women fit into those narratives, if at all. We have a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. I have the honor of having a first-time guest, social activist, and bad sister, Shama St. Louis, as my guest, (laughs) along with returning co-host, Karen Wilson. Welcome to both of you ladies, and thank you so much for joining me. And Shama, let's begin by, if you would, giving us an introduction to you. Um, Well, thank you for having me. And, you know, like you said, my name is Shama St. Lewis. Um, I enjoy doing activism and speaking up for people. Um, I'm a full-time community organizer and I also own a dance studio, so I'm an entrepreneur um, as well. That's amazing. And Karen, reintroduce the audience <laughs> to you while we're at it. You've been uh, on the show so many times. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Karen Wilson. Uh, also a social activist. I'm a social activist too. <laughs> <laughs> Karen is in a little bit of everything. Everything. Like, everything. I'm, I'm still uh taking my bow for our win with Jessica Thomas. Oh, um, that was amazing. Because yes. this is a very Republican community. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So Amen to, to get that. any Democrat through is huge. Yes, yes, yes. And um, so with that, I'm also hoping we can knock down some doors with Aaron Chess. I'm very, very excited about him. And so... And who is he and what is he He is running doing? for at-large city council. Okay. He's um, one of the youngest people that I know of, to uh, other than Aaron Shock to even go for an elected um, official um, 
spot. And so we're going to be working together on his campaign. I guess I can go ahead and announce that. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited, super jazzed. Um, we need some new blood. We need some new ideas. So, yeah. All right. Very excited. Well, let's get back into the show. Sure. And let's really, I always like to take things from the beginning of our own experiences. At what age do each of you, and I'll also share my story, remember becoming aware of your femininity or of your sexuality mm. or of sex, period? Like, do you remember when you were when you became aware of that? Was it in school through sex ed? Were your parents um, talking think, to you about it? Yeah, uh, I think I was pretty sheltered um, mm-hmm. for most of my childhood, but I would say 13. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. about where um, I was probably the age, mm-hmm. and uh, a guy in high school tried to kiss me, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what was that?" <laughs> and I just remember, like, "Oh no, I do not like this at all." Yeah. yeah. So. Well, for me, my mom was a nurse, so everything was open for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was laughed because I said um, she she would sit down and watch the stuff with us, and then we would talk about it, like mm. like. Um, I can't even believe when I started school uh, or when I went into my library science stuff, they were talking about the banned books and I didn't realize Judy Bloom was banned. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cutting edge. I mean, who doesn't remember? Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Right. And forever. Uh-huh. Yeah, banned. And she made it, had us read that. My mom did. And then she's like, well, let's talk about it. You know, so. That and that was stuff. so awesome that she had conversation about it. Yeah. Didn't well, just, like, knowledge is power. And that, yeah. that, was, that was the mantra in, our, in my house. So she's like, and, and her thing was, if I don't tell you you're going to find out from the street anyway and you might as well find out the real stuff you know yeah and 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 the clinical and all that that goes with it well that's important because Mm -hmm. unfortunately too many of us are exposed to sex at a young age when whether it comes from a sexual violence sexual trauma or just what we see on tv there's just i mean you Mm -hmm. can hardly watch even a cartoon without there being some sexual innuendo there Mm -hmm. so it's like i think sometimes we're we're kind of exposed to it even younger than we think mm-hmm. if you think back to uh, the imagery that we're exposed to whether it's in media something that you see as a kid that you shouldn't see because I remember accidentally walking in on my my mom and my stepdad and I was about seven years old and they're doing the do and I'm like oh my god what is going on my stepdad is hurting after that <laughs> stepdad is hurting my mom and then some unpleasant experiences too because I've shared on the podcast before how I was almost abducted at at about age 12. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and, yeah. So it's traumatizing, and that really speaks to how our our black bodies can be so disrespected. And in that moment where I was almost um, abducted, they were making comments about my body because I've just always been curvaceous. I think I was probably born with a big baby butt <laughs> and hips. I mean, it's just natural to my my physical makeup. And so at twelve, you know, I I looked a little bit older than I was, but you could tell by how I was dressed and how I was acting that obviously I was a child but unfortunately those things happen so that's why I was kind of curious as to what everyone's initial experiences are because there's so many problems when you are introduced to sex or sexualized at an early age. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the stereotypes that are assigned to us as black women when it comes to our body, our shape, our hair, false myths myths about promiscuity. What do you guys think about that? Um, I definitely 
definitely think black women get a bad rep, mm-hmm. so to speak. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that we are doing anything differently than anyone else. Not at all. Um, you know, specifically with any other races, um, specifically with white as w- being compared to white women. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that we're doing anything differently. I think that we're oftentimes shamed for mm-hmm. what it is that we do. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I own, like I said, I own a dance studio. And we do all different types of dance, salsa, majorette, hip hop. Um, But we also do aerial hoop and pole dance. And I'm a pole dance instructor. And it really doesn't matter that I've spent 15 years of my life in politics and doing or, you know, in the political field and doing community work. Mm -hmm. Someone will still ask me, am I a stripper? Right. But then I see white women Mm -hmm. and they are, you know, overseas winning awards. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost trying to be Olympic like competition, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're respected as an athlete. Mm -hmm. And so the other day I had someone inbox me. um, I posted a video advertising for my classes, my Mm -hmm. weekend classes. And someone inboxed me and said, are you a gymnast or are you a stripper? Wow. You know, and it's Mm -hmm. just like I had to break it down. Actually, I'm a community organizer. And this mm-hmm. is the type of work I do. And I'm also a pole fitness instructor. You're allowed to have you know? a hobby. You, you know what I'm you, saying? I mean, yeah, this is but your work, but I mean. Right. And yeah. people just. But even you, if you if you were a stripper, that's your business. That's right. That's yeah. you making and the that, choice. You make exactly. Happen, man. And that what was you the want point. To do with your body. That's mm-hmm. right. And that was the point that I was going to get to. I think too often um, women are shamed for being sexual. Mm-hmm. But God created us to be sexual beings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's like anytime you express that side of you, now it's a problem. So mm-hmm. anything else you do, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the moment you express that you're a sexual being, which you were created to be, mm-hmm. like then then there's a problem. Then um, you you are, I don't know if I can say this word. So you are th- the S word shamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know? you can say it. Okay, you're slut shamed. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> So, um, but yeah. what is so it's so troubling that these ideas, these ideologies are so woven into the fabric of this country. Mm-hmm. So like antiquated. I, yeah, it is like like I said in my intro from the time we were brought here uh, and put into slavery. It's like we came here and had no control of our bodies. And I think that that started mm-hmm. the stereotypes and the narratives that we got the uh, the the name calling of the we were the sluts and the whores for things that were beyond our control mm-hmm. slave masters raping us that was something that we couldn't control forcing black women to breed with people that they may not even know all these things and they turn that and twist it into no that's you that's because you're sexual no those were things that were forced on us that did mm-hmm. have anything to do with our culture. Because I think really black people culturally, for the most part, tend to be a little bit conservative, I think. And so for us to get these these names, mm-hmm. these ideas thrown at us, it is just so unfortunate. It's like, how do you undo the history well, of and this country? The, because racism is such a huge part of this. And then the flip side of that is we're persecuted for what we look like or, or you know, how we are. But then, the um, you know, white America wants to emulate that. I mean, look at Kylie Jenner. She's got lipstick that 
plumps your lips, you know, and or she will, um, you know, wear cornrows or whatever and think that that's being uh, cultural. Yeah. So yeah. Cultural misappropriation. Yeah. It's really weird. Well, and that that entire family. I mean, <sighs> I their, their bodies and sorry. faces are so <laughs> fake and exaggerated to kind of match this ideal of the black female form. But in an mm-hmm. artificial way, they're getting lip plumpers they're getting whatever put into their derrieres to make their butts bigger. And I think it, it like for us black women, we just have to take our power back. Right. Because mm-hmm. people will say these things about us and then we allow it right mm-hmm. and I've even I've even seen other black women mm-hmm. shame other women mm-hmm. you know yeah. so that speaks to the level in which um, but the, how have you seen black women shame other women oh I would see you know black women refer to other other women as the H word can I say the H word you sure can okay. so I would see other women refer to other or other black women refer to black women as a hoe Yeah, and it's usually around her number of partners or Mm -hmm. maybe it's not even her number of partners it's how she's dressed Mm -hmm. you know or how she carries herself Mm -hmm. or if she's overly confident or if she's overly proud of Mm -hmm. what her body looks like Mm -hmm. then she's a hoe Mm -hmm. and it's like well what 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 is the definition of a hoe then you know what I mean like you can't you can't shame another woman because what you would personally do Mm -hmm. is not something that she would do yeah at the end of the day you are supposed to be loving on your your sisters like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be showing them love and respect and lifting them up even if they do things that is not your personal preference and so I think as women we have to get to the point where we're saying that hey this type of treatment of women specifically black women Mm -hmm. is not okay no, it's not okay to call her a hoe because she has on a short skirt and a crop top. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not okay to call well, her. And they use that that those same excuses to almost justify rape. Or yep. it must have been mm-hmm. how you were mm-hmm. dressed, or yeah, how you, you looked, or what mm-hmm. were you doing? Mm-hmm. To yeah, to ask for it, as Karen said, mm-hmm. which is so frustrating and so ignorant. So, what do you think about the movement by people like Amber Rose, who really isn't? black but she's another person that has augmented herself to appear that way but like her slut walk and how she's trying to take back the word slut and fight against slut shaming do you think that's helpful or not well she has her annual slut walk in hollywood mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think it goes back to um most people will lash out at other people when they when they feel inferior with themselves so i think if you, because I, I, I'm going to go way back um, a few years ago. Remember the basketball team that got all upset when the guy called him the B word or whatever. And I was just like, well, if you don't identify with that, why is that upsetting you then? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, as long as you are okay within yourself, then these little um, titles or um, labels, if you will, shouldn't bother you. Yeah. You know, I think you should be okay within yourself. And I think like some of these s- I agree. It shouldn't bother you. But mm-hmm. for a lot of women, the truth of the matter is it does. Mm-hmm. Right. And I I think as it relates to Amber Rose, um, I think she is a person who makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I like that because yeah. it forces people out of the boxes mm-hmm. that they want to stay in. Zone. Right. Sure. Like it forces them out of their comfort zone. And then the same, you know, Brad, she is also um, liberating a lot of women like women feel liberated they feel you know like they are taking something back that has been taken from them 
when they participate in her slut walk. So I'm not sure I really like I'm not sure I really get what her overall objective is, like mm-hmm. what the, the deeper mm-hmm. mission. Is. I know what it is on the surface. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I really understand what like the deeper mission and vision is of like it. She's trying to remain relevant or something. Y- and keep well, people talking about her. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's more of that mm-hmm. or if she has something going on, like mm-hmm. maybe some kind of foundation or something yeah. that it's contributing to that is really helping women Mm -hmm. um, on a deeper level I'm Mm -hmm. not sure Mm -hmm. so I think that's something I would have to do a little more research on but Mm -hmm. I think you know just with the little knowledge that I have about it like I commend her for giving women an outlet Mm -hmm. who feel like they need that type of outlet and that type of togetherness with Mm -hmm. a bunch of women in one spot in order to feel liberated from things that have been holding them back right Mm -hmm. I think it's just a little bit more controversial because she's a kind of a controversial figure Mm -hmm. because she does have the exaggerated body and people judge Mm -hmm. her that you know she used to be a stripper and they say that she is possibly contributing to negative images that young girls have about their body because they're growing up and they're on social media and they're thinking that they too have to have a bubble butt and Mm -hmm. and big breasts and so it's kind of a catch-22 with me with Amber it's like I, I understand and I get where she's coming from but I don't necessarily know if she's the right messenger if you understand Mm -hmm. what I mean and I think to speak to what you said too girls have had insecurities about their bodies since the beginning of time true Um, even before social media even before you know what I mean like this has always been an issue so I think it speaks Mm -hmm. to something much different or deeper like as a community, we are there's something we are not doing right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think social media has accelerated a lot of things that yeah. probably would have taken longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now you have eight and nine year olds who are worried about their figures, mm-hmm. whereas you wouldn't get to that until you were like maybe 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I think it's accelerated. Mm-hmm. But I think as a community, there is something we are not like we have to take responsibility for how leadership in the home. Exactly. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. I, well, I, I, doesn't that go back to everything? Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. like what's going on in the home and how yeah. we raise as children because mm-hmm. we are the result of whatever our childhood was. Right. Exactly. Good, yeah. bad or otherwise. So let's get to <laughs> the The topic that kind of piqued my interest to even address black women and sexuality, and it is that viral Jill Scott clip. My emotions and my feelings about it have honestly been all over the place because I I didn't really expect it necessarily from Jill but I've never been to a Jill Scott concert I've enjoyed and loved her music still do she's phenomenal but I had never seen that so I was a little bit surprised but at the same time a lot of the negative comments about it really ticked me off Mm-hmm. And people were just saying like all sorts of crazy judgmental comments, especially coming from the quote unquote black conscious or woke community mm-hmm. who are so judgmental about every little thing. <laughs> so what did you guys think? Well, I saw it and I guess like I had said off air, I thought it was a little unbecoming, but and like you, I've never been to a Jill Scott concert, so I don't. And it, and then I was like, you know, sometimes when these clips get out, you don't know what context it was yeah, in, and it could have been taken out of everything. context. And so maybe that was part of the. I mean, it was obviously part of the song, but maybe she was, 
you know, um, talking to somebody in the audience or whatever, and it could have been some kind of an exchange that way. I just think there's always two sides to every story, and to demonize somebody just because of one little thing they did, I don't agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I haven't personally been to a Jill Scott concert, but um, I would call myself a Jill Scott supporter. Mm-hmm. I am not a Jill Scott fan fan, so I don't want anybody like, you messed something up about Jill Scott. Um, <laughs> but I do know that if you listen to her albums, the content in her music has always been super hypersexual and very expressive um, with her, like expressive about her relationships and her love life. Like she is an open book mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it comes to like love and sex and you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. like expressing who she is as a woman and her femininity. Yeah. So, um, when I heard about the situation, I wasn't shocked. I was like, oh, okay, this is like, have you heard Crown Royal? <laughs> like, if you listen to her music, she's always been like very explicit. But I think something that's interesting is that we can listen to more mainstream. I, I don't feel that Jill Scott is as mainstream as she could be and should mm-hmm. be yeah, because she's absolutely. a super talented yeah, yeah. artist, mm-hmm. one of the best, you know, in ERE yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's a super, ta- she's yeah. a super talented artist. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to um, other artists, they do it all the time. You got Miley Cyrus. Cyrus on a ball mm-hmm. naked. Mm-hmm. You know, you got mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj with mm-hmm. Anaconda. You got yeah. Robin Thicke with blurred lines. What is he talking about the whole time? The size of his penis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so now you have Jill Scott who always tells a story in her music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, and I and I, I think you're right. It is out of context mm-hmm. because Jill Scott Scott always tells a story in her music where it makes sense mm-hmm. and it's not as shocking. That 48 mm-hmm. second clip that everybody's seen is like <laughs> obviously, you know, people are going to go crazy over that, but yeah. she is super woke. She's super mm-hmm. conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I so, mean, she mm-hmm. came out of the the neo soul music. Yeah, movement. absolutely. She's just always been conscious. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's highly intelligent. She's no, she knows what she's doing. Well, she's wh- unapologetic about right. it. One of the things that irritated me, and I watched one woman in particular's video, um, like on YouTube about it, and she was very against what Jill Scott said, but she was concentrating on the fact that um, it would have been sexier had it been janet or rihanna and so i came back to her and saying are you like fat shaming on the slide you think that because she's a Mm full-figured sexy black woman that she's not supposed to express that that you're not supposed to be seen as sexy if you're full-figured and that really kind of sent me over the edge and i yeah Yeah. i i checked her on that i'm like (laughs) thank you thank you for that (laughs) if you are so disgusted by jill doing it then don't mm-hmm. be saying that it would be okay mm-hmm. if some thin artist did it. If mm-hmm. you're disgusted by it, it's you need to be disgusted. Yeah, board. across right. the board. Yeah, don't be fat shaming on mm-hmm. the slide. And, then, and that has come out of this too. A lot of people making mm-hmm. comments like, "Oh, that's why you know you sleep with a big girl because they'll do stuff that someone else won't do." And I'm like, "Okay, so you're I mean, objectifying right. us by our body shapes and sizes now, as mm-hmm. well as our color. That's lovely." And it's really it's terrible to assume that because a woman is curvier or overweight that she yeah. automatically lacks some self-esteem or that she'll you know do I mean? anything or that to, she'll do anything yeah. like she has no <laughs> morals no standards mm-hmm. no you know boundaries mm-hmm. and i i think you're absolutely right like 
I'm a Beyonce fan. Like I am a part of the Beehive, okay. and I've been <laughs> to a Beyonce concert. Uh-huh. You have and, been to a concert? Oh yes, and she okay. is like she, she gives, gives you down. A good show. She gives yeah. a good show, yeah. but it's hypersexual. It's nothing different. Um, if you think about Rihanna, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's nothing different. And as a matter of fact, what Jill Scott did was a lot calmer yeah. than what other artists do. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, and that could have been spent so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, she is a singer. She's a vocalist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she was making love to the microphone because that's what she does as an artist anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. When I looked at it, I was like, okay, I can see why people, you know, went crazy. But I don't see what the big deal is. Because if mm-hmm. you know and appreciate Jill Scott, there's no way you could have looked at that and, and seen it as distasteful, knowing the type of artist that she is. And there were a lot of people that, that said that as mm-hmm. well. They mm-hmm. said that if, if you were shocked or appalled and you really don't know anything about Jill Scott Mm-mm. as an artist. That's a wrap for part one of our discussion on black women and sexuality. I want to thank my guests again, Shama St. Louis, as well as Karen Wilson. Please join us again next week for part two. In the meantime, please join the conversation. Give us a shout on the Get Happy With Jay Facebook page or the Get Happy With Jay.com website. We want to hear your stories about being a black woman and sexuality or if you're not a black woman and you just want to have a comment as well then we would like to hear from you too okay thank you so much until next week you guys do something to make yourself happy it's not selfish it's self-care